Welcome to episode 154 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most spooky video game music there is. <laughs> when the 16-bit era reared its head, flashy new graphics were all the rage, but the Super NES boasted some radically different audio capabilities, and Konami went to work right out of the gate showing off exactly what could be done. Bust out your wiggly whip, because today we listen to the music of Super Castlevania 4 for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Well, hi there, Matt. Hi there, Chris. Thank you for joining us on this wonderful spooky day that is also your birthday. Yes, yes it is, and uh, you know, as always, thank you for having me. Well, of course, I'm, I'm honored that you'd be willing to do this on your birthday, and even do it early. Uh, <laughs> do it an hour or so early, because uh, my kids have a half day from school. Yeah, no worries, man. It's, <laughs> it, 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 we all win. We all win. E- even the listeners. Because we get to sit here and listen to one of the best freaking Super Nintendo soundtracks on the earth. Oh, hands down. Oh, it is it is spooky season in earnest now. It is it is officially October and mm-hmm. uh, we've we've had our Halloween decorations up for a little while now. <clears throat> we got them up a little bit early uh, before October 1st because usually I before the last several years I've always liked to be a stickler. You know, it starts on October 1st. That, right. so let me have September to be fall, and then it can be spooky on October 1st. But that's my daughter's birthday, and mm. I don't want to be decorating for Halloween when we're doing, like, birthday party stuff. Yeah. So, you know, we go, like, a week a week out, and I got Karen a uh, a new inflatable for her birthday. <laughs> and I gave it, to her, gave it to her ahead of time because, like, you know, I gave her one last year, but we didn't mm-hmm. put it up until her birthday, which is the 22nd. And then, like, it was only up for, like, a week or so. And this time I was like, hmm, I'm going to give it to you early so that we can have it out and about. But it's a Nightmare Before Christmas one. And uh, Zero's head moves back and forth. And I'm not Ooh. the biggest Nightmare Before Christmas fan, but her and the kids are, like, so into that movie. They've already watched it, like, three times this year. And, uh, well, they all loved it. She squeed. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was much, uh, much joy and, and rapture. And, uh... Well, it's uh, it is what it is. But yes, there's lots of spooky decorations uh, all over the house, and um, I've been. Le- we have a, a spooky music playlist. I started playing through Symphony of the Night uh, mm. f- again, like in earnest for the first time in several years. I'm, um, let's see, uh, playing through Return to Monkey Island for uh, a review, and that's a that's a. I mean, it's a spooky game. It's about a ghost pirate and everything, so it's uh, it's <laughs> funny, but it's definitely Halloween worthy. There's a lot of a lot of that in the in my existence right now, so I'm very excited to listen to this music. Definitely, the we haven't put up the decorations yet. I mean, we live in an apartment, so we just kind of decorate our door. But um, I think we're gonna do that this weekend. We usually yeah, do. You um, should get some inflatables. Just put them in the hallway. <laughs> 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 you know. <laughs> I actually think there's a few of my next door neighbors that would appreciate that. My super, maybe not so much, but it's so tempting now. I never thought of that. Just should be that guy. Um, but yeah, we usually do. Dragging it in the hallway. Oh, absolutely! I would absolutely do that. Um, or you get the one that's like the big um, carriage mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with the horses. It would take up the whole hallway. I live in a very small apartment building too, so we don't have much of a quote-unquote hallway. So the bigger, wow. the better, really. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want my neighbors to have trouble getting out of the elevator and into their apartment. <laughs> Shouldn't even be able to fully inflate. Just Yeah, right. <laughs> um, right. So we, we usually do, like, horror movies and 
you know, shows of that ilk. And, uh, I mean, that's us normally, year-round, but it's very concentrated. <laughs> um, let's see. Apex Legends usually does, like, a horror, Halloween, spooky, you know, kind of game mode. And uh, I want to... I, I definitely want to play... Um, I want to play it again. I haven't played it in a long time. Um, Zombies ate my neighbors, and then I never played Ghoul Patrol, and they sell them in a tool yeah, two yeah. pack. So I wanna I wanna get to that and play that because that'd be a lot of fun. Um, but that's Halloween. I I mean I, I I always love this time of year, obviously because it's my birthday month, and October is just awesome. Halloween and stuff, but I just love this time of year. The weather's changing, the leaves are changing, people are slowly going indoors. So when I walk my dog, there's less people outside. It's just fantastic. <laughs> yeah, the um, let's see. Uh, the, you mentioned the spooky movies. We did um, we always do a you know pizza and movie night every Friday. And yeah. uh, last week it was Karen's pick, and she picked the first Adams Family movie. Ah, uh, classic. Ellie seemed like she got kind of bored with it, but she's been like, they've been kind of referencing it over the last week or so, uh, over the last couple of days. It kind of makes me wonder if like, this week's my pick, and I was trying did to you, think. Did you catch them throwing knives at each other or something? <laughs> no, they've just been pretending <laughs> to be Thing. They haven't tried uh, to actually murder each other. So. <laughs> uh, they're young yet. That'll change in maybe <laughs> ten years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm on the fence on, like, well, do I chance it and do the superior Adams Family values? Like, hmm. will they like that movie more? Um because I, I mean, I haven't seen it, and it's been too long since I've seen it, and I, I can't do like Shaun of the Dead or anything with the kids yet. Yeah, uh, and it's like I could do like Hotel Transylvania. I've never seen it, but I'm it's kinda, cute. I'm kind of more interested in rewatching Anna's Family Values, so maybe I'll do that. I don't know. I'm on the fence. On the fence. But anyway, we're here to talk Castlevania. Yes, sir. And uh, I'm excited. This is a, our annual tradition. Every year on on Waveback, we do the next, um, the next release ordered Castlevania game chronologically, and we finally made it to the Super Nintendo. Mm. And uh, boy, what a game! So, Matt, yes, sir, hit us with some history. Super Castlevania 4 was released on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System on December fourth, nineteen ninety one, in North America, and on Halloween in nineteen ninety one in Japan. It's technically the fourth home console, Castlevania, but the four at the end of the title is suspect because the game's history is technically one of several retellings of Castlevania 1. Simon Belmont travels to Castlevania to take down Dracula and bring peace to the world once again. Only this time, he's brought with him a bevy of new tricks including multi-directional whipping, the ability to swing from hooks, and the always memorable wiggly whip that defies all known laws of physics. <laughs> I love that thing. Uh, the game was something of a technical showpiece for the Super NES hardware, as Konami utilized all the tricks they could muster, showcasing the Super Nintendo's Mode 7 scaling and rotation, transparency effects, deep color palette, and of course, sampled audio. The game was an immediate success for Konami and stands as one of the most beloved games in both the Castlevania series and on the Super NES to this day. The music really was a showstopper too, especially this early in the Super NES's life. Where competing systems still sounded very much like video games, Super Castlevania showed that the Super NES was capable of creating music that sounded far more orchestral than any console before it. 
The compositions here by Masanori Adachi and Taro Kudo adhere to the general feel of the classic Castlevania in many respects, but also provide a much more moody experience than the previous entries were ever capable of. Masanori Adachi has a long time, uh, was a long-time Konami veteran, having worked on other monumental releases like Axelay and Contra 3 The Alien Wars, but also provided work for several Nintendo titles like We Play Motion, Dylan's Rolling Western, and Paper Mario Sticker Star. Taro Kudo similarly worked, similarly worked on a number of major releases, including Castlevania Circle of the Moon and Castlevania Chronicles as composer, but moved on to other uh, game work, including design, writing, and even producer on games like Chibi Robo's Ziplash and the Dylan's Rolling Western series. So, Matt, what is your personal history with Super Castlevania 4? Oh, wow. Um, so I never owned it, uh, but one of my friends did. And of course, once he beat, I was like, Yo, I gotta borrow that. And I did. And, I mean, this game, as far as I'm concerned, is, is a very much a masterpiece, and it still is. And I think it's one of the few games that really holds up and not just in the mind's eye of nostalgia. I think this game is absolutely fantastic. There's a lot of, let me see, memorable... There's a lot of uh, memorable moments for me. Um portions of stages, whole stages, uh, the mechanics, of course, because now all of a sudden you've got this, you know, wiggly whip. <laughs> um, yeah, I think rec most recently, um, I bought the Castlevania collection, but I most recently played it on my Raspberry Pi, and I, that very first level, and we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to it, just, I, uh, you know when you, you know when you, like, you put on that very familiar warm coat or like you get in bed and it's nice and like ah oh, that's what this game feels like to me hmm. there's like i have so many great memories of just like playing it in my bedroom as a kid sitting on the floor and i say kid not a teenager uh you know sitting on my floor and just sinking hours and hours into it and just absolutely being enamored by it this game was so just great every aspect of this game is great I, I can't gush enough about it, so I'm going to stop. <laughs> well, let's see. My uh, my first experience with it, I do own it now. Um, I My first experience was, was renting it. Uh, mm. We had the Super Nintendo pretty much right when it came out, because I'm, I'm me, and I made deals with my parents to make sure that we were able to get the Super Nintendo straight away. And, um, nice. <clears throat> so we had played Super Mario World and, and F-Zero and Pilot Wings. Uh, we borrowed UN Squadron from my cousins and played Super Goals and Ghosts, I think, before this. But I know it was it was somewhat fairly early on in having the Super Nintendo. We went to a rental store. Where was that? Oh. It was at... There was... I'm tr I remember the rental store, and I remember going there, but I don't remember what shopping center that was in. I think it might not even exist anymore. I think that's that shopping center was bulldozed to make a larger grocery store well, that's <laughs> gonna drive me crazy there was this little shopping center yeah that's what happened i remember where that was because there was a pizza place in there that's now a giant restaurant across the street uh and that that had the, the rental shop in it. i don't remember what it was called but uh, it was one of the places we'd go to rent things and my dad took me there he was running a movie and i he told me i was allowed to rent a game and i saw super castlevania 4 and i was like got it yep this is it. This is the one. I gotta have this. I have to try this game out because, you know, I loved 
the, everything about the Super Nintendo at the time, like it's that that evolution from eight to sixteen bit, is my favorite thing that's ever happened in gaming. And I like, got to so, agree. You know, going from Super Mario three to Super Mario World, and you know Zelda to A Link to the Past, like any time I could see that crazy evolution, and I was I could not wait to see what they did with Castlevania. And I was so blown away by every aspect, but it was the music that got me straight away. And it was yeah. even the most simple, the simple thing, the most simple thing in the world was what really hit me first was the uh, the first track we're going to listen to. I put a piece of the, um, I think I did this before when we listened to this song on this podcast in the past, but um, there's this prologue area when you're walking into a... Uh, the uh, before you actually make it to the the first proper area in the game where the gate <laughs> comes yeah. up and uh, there's just this little area before it's really peaceful and there's this just two notes that play back and forth and it's just this it sets the mood so amazingly and that was what got me and then of course you go through there and the fence comes up and the the pipe organ comes in it sounds like an organ mm-hmm. and I was like wow <laughs> this the sprite's bigger i can whip in all eight directions the wiggly whip's insane i'm like grappling onto things and swinging like indiana jones was like it was such an evolution of castlevania uh in in such an amazing way and uh it's it's still it still knocks my socks off to to this very day it's such an amazing game but yeah it was the sound that really hit me with it and eventually i got my own copy of it and uh not that long ago, oh God, I guess it was pretty long ago, like six or seven years ago, I got this ridiculous collection of Super Nintendo games that I bought off of someone that has like a bunch of weirdly expensive games in it. And in that collection was a pristine, I mean like absolutely pristine copy of this game. It's probably the, the game I own on the Super Nintendo that is in the best condition. It's like basically new uh, and it's wonderful. Because packaging on this one, the box art is gorgeous. I mean, the Castlevania box art was always gorgeous back then, but like man, this one was killer. I didn't understand the story because eh. it was Castlevania 4, and I was like, yeah. but I'm Simon Belmont again? Right. <laughs> what? Castlevania lineage didn't make a lot of sense to me uh, back then, because, you know, there wasn't the, was it the Castlevania Dungeon website didn't really exist yet, and that was when I finally piece together like okay all right because I'm, I'm not paying attention to the years they take place like so this is just a retelling of castlevania one with a ridiculous name of super castlevania four but uh i just love it just love it to death yeah i mean if the game is good sometimes i feel like you could make up anything you know for the story and say it's canon and i'm like yeah whatever <laughs> Yeah, it's just I, it, later in life when I realized how many times they've done a game that is this exact story. It's like, so there was Castlevania for NES. That's the first one or Famicom, whatever. Uh, and at the like days later, they released uh, Haunted Castle for MSX, which has like same graphics, same music, but totally different game. <laughs> like completely different even kind of game it's more exploratory with finding keys and, and shops and stuff like that they did um what's now known as castlevania chronicles which eventually got re-released on playstation but it was for the x68000 pc in japan mm-hmm. they right. did the arcade game haunted castle uh and they did super castlevania 4 i think that's five that's those are the five that i can think of off the top of my head that are simon belmont this exact story of simon belmont taking on dracula <laughs> Just yeah, you know. Really weird. 
I don't understand why they didn't just come up with a different story. Like, why not just... They were doing it for other games. Like, why not just be like... And this was another time Simon fought, fought Dracula. No, no, this is the same time. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Konami's weird. And it doesn't matter, because, like, all... I was just about to say all those games are great, but they are very much not. Haunted Castle, the arcade game, is a pile of trash. Okay. Although, I guess we probably should have done that one by now. Uh, maybe? I don't know. Haunted Castle, it's a terrible game, but it's got a pretty good soundtrack. I, I Look, I'm, I'm always open. So, like, it's perfect for this... It's perfect for this show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we already missed that one, chronologically speaking. Maybe we'll go back to it. Uh, who knows? Because we're, I, I was just going through all the, like, the home ports. I just completely glossed over Haunted Castle and Chronicles. I don't think Chronicles had happened yet. When was Chronicles? This is some riveting podcasting right here. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, but I'm glued to the edge of my seat. I mean, Castlevania Chronicles was... Oh, 93. When was this one? 91. 91. Okay, so Chronicles is probably the next. No, I think there's another Game Boy one before before we get to Chronicles. But I'm not I'm not out of out of order yet. The only one we've missed is Haunted Castle because I try to forget that game exists because it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to play it. Yeah, give it a try. It's on the It's weirdly not on that Castlevania collection. It's I was going to say it doesn't yeah. It's on the Konami arcade one that they did. So it's like a whole bunch of shooters and Haunted Castle for some reason, and it is putrid. <laughs> oh, yes. But the music's pretty great, so I don't know. Whatever, man. It's time for us to get to work. Yes, sir. Let's listen to some music. Uh, so the first track that is up is uh, Prologue and Theme of Simon. This is this game has such a weird soundtrack because most Castlevania names, like the, the ti track titles, are some sort of like cool, spooky thing, like you know, tears of the monster or something like yeah. that. Uh, these are all just like map, forest, <laughs> cave, theme <laughs> of Simon. And like, those so are the weird. official names for these tracks too. Like this stuff's all been titled and reprised elsewhere. This song is called theme of Simon, which is like, you could do better. Like this song's kind of a masterpiece and the name deserves better, but whatever. <laughs> Should try it a little harder, but okay. Yeah, they, they blew it all in the music itself, which is, you know, is what it is. So this is Prologue and Theme of Simon spliced together. Uh, it's it's a fairly long track, but oh, is it worth it. Uh, it's the first stage in Super Castlevania 4, some of the most memorable video game music on the Super Nintendo, and, well, it's just wonderful. So, enjoy.
that was the theme of Simon, paired up with the prologue, and... <laughs> wow, just... Just thinking about, like, alright, what was the last song you heard in Castlevania 3? And then you go to this that's so dynamic, and the strings, and the pipe organ, and... It's, it's such a long song, because it's a pretty long stage, but... It, it it's the the dynamics are crazy that it, it goes into that like pulled back reserve part when the you know the strings kind of come in it's so like nice and eerie and spooky but it's got that really high energy um kind of feel that castlevania music had been known for up to this point it's like your first stage from castlevania one two and three they all have that like really high energy memorable uh hook to them and this like this just bangs that out of the park, but what with, while adding all this really wonderful layers of texture to it, the, the drums have all these like really complicated uh, like beats in them and everything. It's it's such a masterful song, and it was unlike anything I'd ever heard out of any video game before this point. Like even even the stuff that I had heard on the Super Nintendo to this point, which was already thinking of stuff like UN Squadron, and I, I can't remember if I'd played Super Ghouls and Ghosts at this point, which would probably be the closest to this as far as, like, sonic sonic um, complexity. But really, if, if I was just Mario World, Pilot Wings, F-Zero, and Zelda that I'd seen, or not even Zelda at this point before this, if that was the case, generally speaking, this song was just leagues above just about anything I'd ever heard come out of a video game. And it's still one of the most impressive songs. I... Yeah. That this song, like, you know, they say uh, the sense of smell is the strongest sense. I mean, and I have a terrible memory, but this song brings back so many great memories. Like, f- first playing the game and getting hit with it. That the minute that organ hits, you you recognize <laughs> if this is your first time playing it, like, you're in for something different and something amazing. Right, and it delivers. That 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 first organ. It's so. It's not in rhythm. It's not part of the main nope. song or whatever. It's just like, Dun! I mean, it's like a right out of a horror movie and yep. like a classic horror movie, which is what Castlevania has always been a riff on. So, it, sure. Oh god, that bit is so I, good. I talk about it all the time, man. You're setting the tone for everything that comes next and mm-hmm. later and beyond, and and it's just the perfect, like. It's the perfect just first chapter, right? Um, I could talk for hours about this this particular song, but I'll, I'll just give you the cliff notes. Um, right, the organ sound is great. It sounds like a legitimate organ. Like, I believe it. I'm here. The drums are so fantastic, and you're right. Like, they, they do the, the composition does such a great job uh, playing with dynamic. And, uh, you know, letting stuff exist in its own space and breathe and have its moment and spotlight. When it all comes together, you know, it just sings, for lack of a better word. But honestly, that bass line. There are parts where they let the bass line just live. And it's so good. It's so good. I'm, I'm, like, listening to it going, how come I don't know this bass line? And then I start looking up, you know, the tablature and the music uh, notations. And I'm like, "I I could play this right now and like I see myself playing it in my head like I can see my hand fretting it's like that's just 
Um, it's what genius. Else? It, it it plays so well with the melody. It's like these oh, it's wonderful fantastic. counter notes to just about everything in the the main melody. It's it's <laughs> you're so right. That that bass line is such a such a worthy thing and you got to talk about the instrument quality too like the oh, bass absolutely. is so clean and i mean you mentioned the pipe organ sounds like a freaking pipe organ and then you've got the bass sounding just like a ba- like a real bass guitar mm-hmm. and i think the only part of it that doesn't sound exactly like a real instrument would be whatever that sort of i don't know guitarish sound or whatever it is but it does it doesn't even matter because it doesn't sound like a traditional bleep and bloop that you would come out of a, a Genesis or, or an NES at the time. It's it's just leagues above anything else at the time. So, yeah. so good. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, ah, uh, there's more. There's just so much, much more to the soundtrack. I, I, I have to cut myself off. <laughs> one, Honestly, one of my favorite tracks in the whole pantheon of, of Castlevania music. Yeah, same here. It's, it's really one of the best. You, you, you hate to, like, lead off with like <laughs> yeah just such a high setting the bar so high yeah uh, the, the soundtrack does live up to it in a lot of ways and uh really the, the, when i was picking the tracks for this one of the things i always found interesting about this this game was that it does reprise some classic nes castlevania songs and i yes. feel like they're the weakest ones in the entire soundtrack like they're great songs they're solid renditions but they're not up to the same caliber as the stuff that was written specifically for this game that has so much more interesting dynamics going to them so i i mm-hmm. skipped the uh the the you know the read maze of beginning and and stuff like that because they're and vampire killer because they're they're fine but they're not they're not what makes this game a soundtrack and you don't even hear them till close to the end of the game anyway so oh and of course i have to mention that theme of simon is reprised for the dracula fight at the end which i always forget you get to the Dracula fight, and, like, the first part of it's this, like, you know, interesting little boss music, but then, like, when you get to the fight proper, the freaking pipe organ comes back in, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready now! <laughs> 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 Absolutely pumps you up, because it, you know, it, it took so long to get there, and uh, works so beautifully as both a first stage and final boss theme. It's such a, it's such a strange combo, but it really works in both those instances remarkably well i mean it's i mean look they didn't know they didn't know when they were making this that they were building a massive you know that a franchise that's going to be well respected and yada 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 but Mm -hmm. like you're 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 setting the tone for a new stage and that is to say the 16-bit era of consoles so it's so necessary that you bring everything these were launch titles right so super castlevania 4 was close to launch it was yeah, just and, about launch right I, I, regardless like you got to come out of the gate swinging and and really like this is to me this is definitely like this oh, is a haymaker sure. i mean that's this is konami doing they had made a name for themselves as being like a, a one of the pinnacles of technical achievement on the nes like right. between konami capcom and sunsoft they were just pulling out crazy stuff out of the nes so super nintendo rolls along and like couldn't wait to see what konami was going to be capable of with this system and they they did not drop the ball they uh they they, they shined really hard on both super nintendo and eventually genesis when they finally started releasing stuff on the genesis they were doing some crazy stuff over there too i don't love bloodlines but i 
respect the heck out of that game and the mm -hmm. technical stuff they did. And it's got a really darn good soundtrack that I can't wait to cover on here. But, you know, Rocket Knight Adventures and Hyperstone Heist, like, but then their Super Nintendo output with, like, Axelay and Turtles in Time and Contra 3 The Alien Wars, like, geez, they just came out of the gate swinging with technical mastery that was second to none. It was ridiculous. So let's keep going. Yes, yes. Uh, next one's a super short one. I just couldn't skip it. Uh, this is the, the map music. Um, the first map music, because they changed the map music a couple of times throughout the course of the game. But this first one was... I, I feel it's just such an iconic piece of music, because after you beat the first stage, this, like... Okay, that was amazing. What's next? And this does this wonderful job of, like, setting the stage for the kind of music you're going to be hearing throughout the rest of the game. Because this was... Theme of Simon is very driving and very classic Castlevania rock music, whereas the rest of this game's soundtrack is is a lot more moody and uh, yes. uh, atmospheric. And I think this this track does such a marvelous job of doing it. So it's 16 seconds, but it's 16 brilliant seconds. So here is Map A. Enjoy. Like it's it's super short, but <laughs> it's that song is so important in my head for uh, N sixty four. I know N Super Nintendo music. Sorry, note a note just popped up on my screen about an N sixty four thing. I was like, yeah, N sixty four. Nope. Wait, nope, <laughs> Ca nope. Castlevania sixty four is a very different game. No, that I yeah, have yeah, yeah. Very different feelings about. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So, what do you think of that little one? You know, I think. It's it's the music that plays in my head while I DM my D and D game and my players are in town and they're trying to figure out what to do. It's it's such a perfect little. It almost is a, a jingle. Like the 16 second version of it uh, gives me jingle vibes. Like I hear it in the background or something. But I love this. I mean, like it's so <laughs> 16 seconds and it's so complex. Yeah. Right? It's so... There's there's several layers to it, and it's just great work. Like, I can't I can't use the word great enough. And I feel like if we had a swear jar instead of the word great, I'd be in the poorhouse now. <laughs> because the soundtrack, everything about this is just... Oh, it's great, man. It's just great. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's keep the train moving and move on to the second proper stage in the game, The Forest of Monsters. Uh, it's another fantastic song, so enjoy.
Forest of Monsters from Super Castlevania 4, and how did that one make you feel? So, this track has, oh man, let's see. This track has a certain atmospheric quality to it that I really, really enjoy. It's, to me, some at some times, it can be a little, what's the word? I don't want to say, like, hokey in a bad way, but I guess hokey has kind of got a negative connotation. There is a level of hokiness to it. I'll, I'll say that. But, like, I think it's actually still a really good track nonetheless. I feel like maybe there's a little room for improvement or, or what have you, or maybe it's one of the weaker songs on the soundtrack. But the elements that make it up, though, still really, like, you know, kick me in the teeth. Because, like, that low bass line just like cool and walking around is just mm-hmm. fantastic and, like there's a lot of elements to it the um the whatever they're trying to mimic there i'm just gonna say it's the synthesizer like that's really great and i think it sits it sits really well inside the mix kind of on the top there but there's like a like an element of like what i'm guessing they're attempting to make is like a horn of some sort and you know you kind of listen to it and you're like ah, i see what you're doing all right you know, you get an A for effort. Um, but, I mean, on a whole, it's a good track. Not necessarily my favorite, but it's still a good one, you know, on on the whole, like I said. I have a, I, I, I feel like I like this one considerably more than you do. I I, I love this one. Um, the, the drums in particular kind of give it a very interesting uh, vibe to it. And just, just it paired with where it is in the game with this woods area and like the the water and stuff moving around is a it's 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 always been a pretty memorable track to me and um i i i really just kind of like everything about it i like the vibe i like how it 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 continues the uh the trend set by theme of simon is still being pretty um Oh, it's sort of looking pretty dynamic where it kind of has you know parts where it gets get, you know gets heavy and then gets light and kind of goes back and forth and keeps it keeps that whole driving rhythm going and the uh, you know getting the pipe organ back in there um i i like it i like it a lot i i i love this track yeah no i mean i'm i i don't i'm not slamming it by any stretch of the imagination and i don't hate it by any stretch of the imagination i think you're right i think you like it a little bit more than i do i think um i think i'm just like right behind you like yeah it's a good track not among my favorites but it's a good track so yeah no oh, nothing wrong with that well, uh, this next one is a, uh, a pretty decent departure. This one's called "The Cave," and uh, this is a um, this is an extremely moody song, uh, and it, it has a, it doesn't have a driving rhythm behind it at all. Uh, it's it's a really interesting piece, and not one that I would, especially at the time, think to uh, expect in a Castlevania game. It was one of those ones that really stuck out to me. Like, wow, this music is really kind of eerie and pretty and not what I was expecting but it fits the the dripping you know like the, the water dripping and stuff in the cave mm-hmm. better than I, I would have imagined so uh, this is the cave and let's give it a listen enjoy
was the cave, uh, and that is... <laughs> that, 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 it's not a song that I, like, put on and listen to, <laughs> typically speaking, uh, but boy, in the context of the game itself, I find it to be just, it, just an astonishingly uh, effective track. It's so off-putting. Uh, it, it's... It's got all those like weird off-key notes that it hits. Like it, 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 it starts off sounding so pretty, and then it just hits you left and right with these really subtle, strange offbeat notes. And it's, it's, a, it's just an incredibly effective song. Uh, I definitely agree with you on this one. I, I'm surprised you don't throw it on and dance around the house. <laughs> again, maybe it's just me. Um, uh, jokes aside, though, I'm, I'm a big fan of this one actually. Uh, for everything that you just said, right? It its place in the game is perfect. Um, the the kind of off notes and stuff, or, or you know, the, the the notes you don't expect to be played that get played. Um, but <laughs> really, the thing that that cinches it for me is at the end of all the phrasing, it goes, and there's something pretty little ending. It's so gorgeous, and I sit here and I pantomime like being a composer. You know, uh, 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 you know, it's, there's something so satisfying about kind of having this, um, kind of tempo-less, if you will, right? There's no drums and, you yeah. know, all that, all this phrasing and then just to have it, you know, harp all the way back up. And by the way, the harp sounds great. Like it the does, sound, yeah. the sample of the harp sounds absolutely fantastic, so... A uh, big fan. I'm a big fan of this one. Yeah, me too. Good, good song. Uh, you know, big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. All right. So next up, we have the submerged city. Um, I think I remember which one this one is. Um, they're all good ones. I just can't remember which one it is. this is. Off There's the top just of my so head. many good ones. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and listen to it and find out. This is the submerged city. Enjoy.
submerged city. I love that that last bit right before the loop where it just does that gets gets significantly louder, like do 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 do, and then it goes right back to the uh, <clears throat> weird loop of a uh, pipe organy sound. This is such a weird song. It's like it's like spooky jazz or something. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I was essentially gonna say. Skeleton lounge music. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like the Merry Melodies, you know, uh, skeletons from the, the old Disney. No, um, I was gonna say like this track to me as a as a fan of jazz feels very much like a live jazz set where you let, you know, kind of um, each individual band member kind of take a minute, two minute solo to kind of riff. Because um, there's that that pipe organ solo. And that's what kind of made me go, this is jazz. This is like, like impromptu jazz on a video game console. Mm. But like, again, I say it all the time, in the best possible way, right? They, they, um, they created, you know, it was it was composed in such a way that there's this great base uh, for these other uh, instruments to sit on top of and to kind of play with, right? So you got your bass and your 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 bass really your bass line mm-hmm. just kind of keeps that groove and and again fantastic bass sound the sampling just out of this world, um, and you have you know the other synthesized instruments on top of it that are just. They're, I mean, you know, it's supposed to be spooky. It's supposed to be kind of horror, you know, scary. But it's fun. Like they're doing fun stuff from a musical standpoint. You know, letting, letting come some of these instruments, um, you know, take the lead and and kind of show off a little bit. Um, and again, it's another song that sits really well within the game itself. Like the level that it's with, uh, mm-hmm. fantastic. Like it's just, again, it's just a great song. Yeah, I heartily agree, and it's like, it, it, this again, it's not one that I li- listen to on its own all that often, but it yeah. is something that is super effective in the game and being just like, there's something really unsettling about it, and it's hard mm-hmm. to put my finger on, but there is something unsettling about this music, and it works wonderfully in the context of the game. Uh, and speaking of which, it uh, as does this next one, which is a uh, rotating room, which is mm-hmm. <laughs> what a memorable stage this mm-hmm. was. Like, this was we we've, we've got mode seven, and we're gonna use it. Yeah, <laughs> we're not afraid to use it. You're just in this room that's a tube, and it's spinning around, and it's like I don't understand the the physics on this stage nope. at all, but it doesn't matter. It's a cool effect. And uh, this this is a killer song. It almost seems like an extension of the previous song, too. Like, it's got a very mm-hmm. similar pipe organ melody that kind of kicks it off. So, um, anyway, here's Rotating Room from Super Castlevania 4. Enjoy. Thank you. 
rotating room, and I love that song. There's <laughs> so much phrasing in it. <laughs> I love the um, uh, the part where the, it kind of comes back with that melody that it starts with, with the the snares hitting on like the one and the three, where it's like two, 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 two over yeah. that. It's mm, mm. what a what a song, <laughs> what a good song. <laughs> yeah, there's um, this to me is um kind of quintessential uh castlevania music you get that that organ in there and and kind of the um i don't want to say weird but the weird like secondary stuff is like uh-huh, you know yeah. that that atmospheric tone that that's in a lot of the stuff um that intro that big be- or not intro but that beginning portion where it just kind of it drops off into that drum uh you know lead and it does the the like the off kilter stuff like it's perfect for this level you get this weird rotating room and like you know it's the first time i think really any gamer may at home have experienced this so you're just already like off the walls like what's going on and then the music's there too like and you're like what the hell is going on <laughs> it's perfect it's so perfect for 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 everything like what whatever is is happening on screen it's just it's the perfect pairing yeah, I agree. The off kilter is the the perfect way of expl- uh, describing this 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 song and this stage. Like it's mm-hmm. it's weirder the more you think about it. Uh, if you're not thinking about <laughs> it at all, it's just like, wow, this is this is this is wild. This is nuts. But then, like, if you think about it, wait, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's right. like, then the music reflects that perfectly. Another another brilliant track. Yeah. Throw it on the pile. So this next one is called Spinning Tail. It is a bit of a short one, um, but it is a good one. So here is Spinning Tail. Enjoy. So that was Spinning Tail, which is really a companion piece to Rotating Room. In fact, Submerged yeah. City, Rotating Room, and Spinning Tail all have a lot of so- stuff sonically in common, but Spinning Tail and specifically in Rotating Room, they, it is reprising stuff from Rotating Room uh, and doing so in an interesting way. Um, it was, you know, it's a short one, but I, I, I kind of wanted to include it because, well, it's, a, it's neat. <laughs> There's a, a franticness to this track that I really enjoy. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that kind of passage, the dan 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 dan, you know, that's like very common uh, place for the soundtrack and stuff, and 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 uh, you know other video game soundtracks too that want to kind of implement this idea of like impending, I don't know, anxiety or or what have you. But um, it's done well here. You know, again, it goes. I think that goes back to the um, uh, to the samples and how just how good they are. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 
Yeah, frantic's definitely the right word. It's got a it, it's got a certain manic uh, pace to it with the whole uh, <laughs> thing that's going on there. It's a uh, it's it's uh, it, it well, it's awesome. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So next what next one I decided to put in here was secret room. Uh, this is the music that plays in the secret room. Hey, hey, that's funny. <laughs> really naming stuff directly on the nose in this soundtrack. Well, wow, <laughs> well done. Not to guys. be confused with anything else. Yeah, this isn't a public room. This no, is no, a no, room. no. Yeah, you got to know a password. Uh, so here's secret room. Enjoy. So I'm not gonna lie, I don't know this song from this game. Um, I can't say that I've ever found the hidden rooms in this game, um, and uh, I, I know there's a couple of them, and I've seen videos of a couple of secret rooms, and I think this is the song from the secret room in Area 6, I want to say? Yeah. This is the, the Area 6 hidden room. I've never found or played this one, but it's all green and there's chandeliers falling on your head it's a pretty wild pretty wild section of the game and not one that i'm uh, familiar with but when i was uh, coming up with the track list for the soundtrack this one came up and was like this is a cool song <laughs> this is a really interesting weird piece of music uh and and i like it you know i'm not familiar with it either but the minute you described the green room with the chandeliers dropping on your head it sounds familiar and i wonder if i've stumbled upon it you know by accident and and played it but um i'm watching a playthrough right now and there's like these dudes with torches and uh i remember them from symphony of the night 
Um, mm -hmm. I've never seen them in this game. They have different sprites, but um, they're the dudes with the torches where you kill them and then they like fall down and start crying. Or like you kill their dog or something. Like, yeah, there's yes. a, a ghost dog running around. You kill the ghost dog. Yeah, and then like the dude with the torch comes up and uh, he just starts crying and then bursts into flames. What an unsettling thing. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Konami. What it, it's it just just masterful. What a weird game this is. Yeah. But yeah, but, there's uh, three hidden rooms, I think. There's a, a hidden room in really? three one, six two, and nine two. And I'm looking at the mm -hmm. nine dash two one. This one I this one I feel like I've played. It's got mm -hmm. a lot of the same like treasure room looking stuff. Oh, it's in the treasure room. Oh yeah, I've never found this one. Oh, would you look at that? It's just full of candles. Yeah, neat. With your wiggly whip. Um, yep. Yeah, so all that fun stuff aside, um, I like it. I like the track. It, for some reason, it gives me um, Library uh, Symphony of the Night vibes. And I know that's not necessarily, you know, the same thing, but... Yeah, Symphony of the Library is all harpsichord, but I can, I can kind of hear what you're... I, there's something there. there's something about it is sort yeah. of similar yeah but um i i love this track i think it's it's simple i even like the little like the little start that uh of of melodies like boop 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 boop, boop. like uh we'll get, no 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 uh, okay <laughs> yeah it is like a little playful and i guess yeah, yeah that, that's playful. to be expected from this that is a you know it's a, it's a hidden area it's it's, a, it's an easter egg i want an easter egg i want an easter egg <laughs> <laughs> well, that popped into my head. Wow! Yeah, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a really weird track, but I think it's a uh, Castlevania has always had that kind of weird, sort of silly stuff in it, and like because it comes from this place of being an an over the top homage to classic movie monsters, right? And so you're playing through the game, right? It's, it's dead serious, and the whole time you're playing through it. Um, but then you get to the ending, and the the the, the credits are all like plays on Bella Lugosi and stuff like that. Like it's there is an inherent goofiness to Castlevania, where even when it takes itself seriously, it never takes itself a hundred percent seriously. So there's right. always something something silly, like really buried deep in there, like you know Alucard being able to just sit in a random chair in the background and uh, while playing Symphony of the Night. Like there's always something, and uh, I like the playful nature of this this track. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Playful is the the correct word for it. All right, so the next track is called Pillared Corridor. It's a corridor that has some pillars in it. Uh -huh. And uh, let's go ahead and give it a listen. Enjoy. Thank you. 
right, that is Pillared Corridor. Um, and uh, I, I rather like that one, too. It's nice and nice and eerie. Yes, it's another one that has that, uh, you know, unsettling, you know, disbodied child laughter quality about it. You know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, too, I find there's a level of playfulness with it as well, which might be what lends itself to the uh, eerie you know, the overarching, eerie, like, I don't like it. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's that. But uh, I'm a big fan of this. Yeah, same here. Um, it's um, very plucky, you know? <laughs> like, they're, they're, it's very, right. very plucked instruments uh, going going back and forth there. It's a, it's, a, it's a neat tune. Again, perfect, perfectly unsettling, which is uh, what this game's soundtrack does, does very, very well. Right, exactly, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, we've got a couple left. We've got two left here. Uh, so let's 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 keep it going. This next one is called Cellar. Again, just, just knocking it out of the park with the the track names here, guys. <laughs> so, uh, here is Cellar. Enjoy. seller yeah uh that's um <laughs> you know i i hate to say that it is a perfectly named track but man if there was ever a spooky seller song that, <laughs> that's it that's i was like gonna a, say yeah. it's it's perfect for that like big gray brick musty you know damp poorly lit you know when you when I hear the word cellar, you know, dilapidated, it just there's 
there's so much that comes to mind and then that song really just encompasses all of that into like this melodic masterpiece and those drums man those drums really lend Ooh, itself yeah. to like the uh i don't know the the dark nature of what's happening yeah it's um you could almost replace this with like a uh, lost in the jungle theme because of those drums, yeah. but it definitely still works for like a, a cellar full of barrels and dripping water and like nastiness. Uh, yeah, the drums definitely have like a big, um, like a conga, you know, feel to them, like these nice big round wooden, like boom, you know, like oof, big and I don't even want to say empty and hollow because it's such a full and rich sound, but just like. It leaves me feeling empty and hollow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. It like this is a this is a really like deeply unsettling song, and uh, it's it's really creepy and in a, a much more active way than a lot of the stuff that we've the last several tracks that we've heard haven't been that active. You know, this one was right. like this one's very it's it's got that kind of driving melody to it, but like you know. It's it's the the movement of the drums makes you want to move, but also the creepy nature of it makes you want to move so it will stop as soon as possible. <laughs> like it is it is a it's it's a song full of dread, and I, I I love that one. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, and that brings us to the last track of the show, which is uh. Dracula Battle. Yeah. Uh, and this is the this is the song that plays before it transitions uh, to theme of simon for the the rest of the battle and this is a you know it's it's a bit of a beefy one it's like three and a half minutes long but uh it's a it's a good one because they're all good ones pinky uh <laughs> narf <laughs> so here is dracula battle enjoy
that was Dracula Battle, and uh, if you have never um, really done this before, um, if you've never gotten to the last stage of Symphony, then uh, not Symphony of Castlevania Four, this song kind of deserves a little bit more explanation. Um, the this song doesn't stop throughout the stage that leads up to the Dracula Battle and the Dracula Battle itself, which is. It's it is such an incredibly well thought out chunk of music right here, because like there's nothing there's no real danger in the stage. You're just you know doing the traditional thing where you walk up that flight of stairs, go through one last hallway to get you know get a couple of hearts and and stuff by whipping some candles, and then you get to you know Dracula's room where his little coffin is, and he comes out and he starts fighting you, and this intense and as the intensity of the song builds as you go through like you heard the song gets more intense as you go on but like this first part of the dracula fight is like exactly what every dracula fight's been up to this point you know he just the whole teleport shows up throws some fireballs at you teleports somewhere else rinse and repeat dracula battles they're the first parts of them are always intense but slow paced because of the nature of the way he fights mm-hmm. so having this slow but building more manic music playing throughout the battle is is it may not seem that effective if you're not playing it just listen to the music but man when you are playing through this game it is so very effective as the music gets a little bit more intense the longer it stays on and the battle gets more and more intense you know Dracula starts throwing stronger attacks at you while this music is getting slightly more manic and slightly more uh, impressive until you get to the point I think when you get him down to about half of his health is where um, let's see you get him down yeah more than halfway through his health I'm looking at a video of right now that's when that music comes to an abrupt stop everything turns red and Dracula starts taking the fight more seriously and that's when the theme of Simon comes back on and it is just it's such an amazing companion piece to that first chunk that's like super creepy and su- and and building dread and intensity. Mm-hmm. But man, once you get that that the theme of Simon comes on and Dracula starts like lightnings everywhere, everything's flashing red. It's like this is such a ridiculously it's not that hard of a final boss fight battle, but it is a ridiculously good one and such a such an incredible uh, climax for an incredible game, um, especially considering how early this was in the Super Nintendo's life and how much better Castlevania art direction got. Like once you get to the stuff like Rondo of Blood, you look at the sprite work in this game and think like, okay, sure it's fine, but like Rondo of Blood and Richter Belmont and all those new skeletons and animations are super crazy cool. But like going back to this game and the way it all culminates in such an interesting and unique way and just this music this music ties that whole ending sequence together marvelously it's it's brilliant i mean i i can't follow up what you just said (laughs) but i'll add some stuff (laughs) but i'm gonna (laughs) Uh, i'll try i'll add some stuff though now everything you said is absolutely on the nose 100 percent uh accurate right um this track I'll talk about the track first. This track is just fan-freaking-tastic. I absolutely love this one, too. 
I love it because it's such a slow crawl. It's a slow burn to like what's coming. I think as a player, you you're immediately uh, put in a place of unease. You're thinking, excuse me, you're thinking what's going to come next. You know the proverbial when the other shoe drops. Like it's such a slow crawl to uh, you know the inevitable. It's it's beautifully crafted, composed. I love it. The the samples fantastic. It just it's it's perfect. It sits so perfectly in this game. Um, like talk about really understanding the homework, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Understood the assignment. God, I nailed it. But then to your point about you know the things about the sprites and the actual game and. You know, once once really kind of uh, everything just goes off the chain and and Dracula just unleashes everything. It's like holy hell, and that's the <laughs> proverbial other shoe. Yeah, right. You get this quiet, the calm, almost the calm before the storm. It's it's so brilliant. Um, oh wow. I'm. I think. I think tonight when I come home from work, I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw this on and play a bit of it. I have I just just listening to the soundtrack has made me like, man, I should just throw myself back into it just for a day or two. You know, just just tear through it once just to kind of, you know, shake the ring rust, so to speak. And mm-hmm. uh, I played through this one again game. last year, uh, for the first time in a long time. My my mission this year is I, I beat Dracula X for the first time, uh, okay. because I got that Castlevania advanced collection. <laughs> um, right. So that has uh, that has the precious rewind feature in it, which uh, I don't know if you ever tried to play through Gat- Dracula X on Super Nintendo, but it's got some uh, some pretty ridiculously hard stuff in it. And I, I don't I've heard. Have, I've I don't heard, have the yeah. patience for that anymore. Uh, but I've always loved that game, um, and I've never finished it. So I finally finished that one, and I really want to finish Symphony of the Night. But I'd also like to take a swing at getting through Rondo of Blood, if possible, this year. I've never played that one to conclusion before, and it's. It's really quite good, uh, obviously. It's Rondo of Blood. It's a fucking legendary Castlevania game. And uh, I, yeah, never really given it the time because obviously I didn't have, you know, I didn't have it for the longest time because uh, it wasn't really released anywhere uh, regularly playable in America. But I got it on the uh, Wii U Virtual Console mm-hmm. ages ago and I started playing it. I never finished it. So I am very interested in giving that one another proper go. I might. Might, that one might have to wait till next year because of how, uh, depending on how fast I can blow through Symphony of the Night. Um, mm. But that's not a that's not a short game either. It's not, and that's another one I haven't finished in years. I've played the first chunk of it a bunch of times, but I haven't actually finished that game, like Inverted Castle and all. Uh, yeah. In a very long time, way too long. Uh, and I, I just moved my PlayStation Three up into my living room so I could properly play through the original version, not the one with the redone voices, <laughs> uh, oh. uh, in my living room on the comfort of my couch. Uh, but that's that's a podcast for another podcast. Uh, Super Castlevania Four is a, a freaking masterpiece of a game, and uh, I know there are folks out there that, that insist that Bloodlines is the better game, and I disagree heartily. <laughs> I think Super Castlevania 4 is, uh, unless you're counting Rondo of Blood, which I don't think you should, because that was on a TurboGrafx CD. It's a kind of different animal, but I think Super Castlevania 4 is the best 16-bit Castlevania. Uh, at least it is, in my humble opinion. 
I'm not going to fight you on that. I've never played um, Rondo yet. I haven't gotten to it. Um, I really, really enjoy Super 4, man. Like, it's... Again, going back to what I said early on, it, it holds a very special place in my heart because of all the nostalgia I have for it, for the, the time and the place in my life. Uh, mm -hmm. It'll always be one of those games. It, to me, it's one of those coveted games that, like, I'm not... Um, and this isn't a knock towards you, but I'm not like you where I'm collecting. My collections are very different. Mm -hmm. I'm not collecting the games, but if I had the opportunity to, I would put it in my collection. Yeah, there are certain ones. I mean, obviously, I'm a nut. Uh, I'm a nutcase. <laughs> um, but there are certain ones that are like, I'll never get rid of this. Like, this this has to be there. Um, mm -hmm. And really, that that's me with uh, all the classic Castlevania games. Uh I never got into Lords of Shadow, but I have uh, every other Castlevania game that was released in America. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously not complete in the box. If I had a complete Castlevania Legends on Game Boy, I'd be a very happy guy, but I I bought it used at my Funko Land instead of buying it new at the Best Buy across the street. Uh, like, you know, I, I thought about it. I remember going in there, picking up that game and looking at it and being like, well, I don't know, maybe. The, the Game Boy ones are all right. Uh, more Symphony of the Night right now, so I'll, I'll buy it eventually. And then, you know, I bought it <laughs> used the loose cart, and it's, you know, the loose cart's nice, but man, that boxed copy would go for some... That's not something that you find just laying around these days, and that's that's always gonna always gonna haunt me. Uh, <laughs> but alas. Um, I love Castlevania. I love this game, and uh, this, was a, this was a hoot, man. Any final thoughts? Final thoughts, man. I as long as they keep making them, we'll keep making these spooky specials. I, I'm such a fan. Oh, you know what? This also marks my anniversary of joining yeah. the show. Uh, not 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 quite oh, the Halloween right? the, the Halloween spooky special because we're doing the uh, well we're doing two of them. So we'll we'll get to that. That's next it, episode. It I uh, see. Yeah, now with the other show that we do, I kind of lost sight of the uh, the time frame. So. Yeah, we only because we're only doing one of these a month now, but we're doing two of them this month. You're getting a special bonus out of us because uh, boom, we got to do both the Castlevania and the Spooky Special. It's 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 October. We've got to. So I have to. So uh, we're we're pull we're pulling extra duty this month to to bring you a Spooky Special on Halloween. Uh, no early access on that one. It's uh it's it's Halloween for everyone. It's a, it's a bonus for all, <laughs> free to I everyone. Like so I'm 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 excited uh, about it. All right, so I jumped the shark a little bit. That episode will mark my anniversary, but another reason why I love October, right? <laughs> yeah, there's 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 so many. It's, it's nice out today. It's it's cool, uh, but wait. it's sunny. It's uh, yeah. We're gonna start getting the crunchy leaves any day mm -hmm. now. Oh, I'm very very excited. I love fall. Yep. I love fall. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Well, uh, that is our show. Join us next time where, like we said, we're going to continue our Halloween traditions and we're going to bring you the eighth annual spooky special. Man, I've been doing this show for eight years. Yeah, that's wild. Um, I'm excited. I haven't I haven't thought about this playlist pretty much at all, except now I'm now what I, th I think I'm definitely going to throw some haunted castle haunted castle tracks on there, so we don't have to dedicate an episode to haunted castle. Um, <laughs> Because I, I don't, I don't want to think about the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. That's great. I'm so traumatized by the what little I've played of that game. I mean, yeah. I've put, I think at most in my life, an hour into it, and it is just, it an is hour just, you it can't is a miserable experience, and it wow. makes me so sad. Of like, 
Why did you do this? Of all the things you could do with a Castlevania arcade game, this is what you came up with. For shame. For shame. <laughs> You're really burnt by it, huh? <laughs> I don't like that game. It's so ugly. It's anyway, so ugly. we here at the Wavepack <laughs> Podcast are incredibly grateful to everyone who listens, and we love communicating with you when we can. We have a couple of ways you can do that. There's the Geek Discord channel, in which we have a Wavepack chat, where we frequently discuss all manner of stuff related to video game music and whatever our next episodes are going to be. And we technically have a Wavebuck, Waveback forum page on Facebook, though I, I, I kind of feel like I'm just going to close that at some point, because yeah. I, I don't check it. and it, I it, don't really check it either. Yeah, I, think I think Discord is really where it's at. Yeah, I was going to say, we're very active on the Discord. We're actually very, very active. Like, if you message us, we'll probably message you back within seconds. Yeah, it's weird. You, you, typically speaking, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm on Discord all day long for Stone Age Gamer anyway, so, like, something pops up in any of my, our, my Geek Aid channels, I'm like, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> oh, yeah, if you add us, we'll, we'll see it, so. And we love talking to you guys, too. Absolutely love talking to you guys. And, of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at geekade.com. And uh, while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should total follow, totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. Waveback and other Geekade podcasts are made possible thanks to the Geekade Patreon page. There, patrons can get early access to a monthly podcast topic, uh, to a monthly podcast topic and recording schedule, get early access to most of Geekade's shows, including this one and more. Uh, and if you've enjoyed our podcast over the years, follow the link in the description and give it a look. We really appreciate it. Finally, as always, be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. We're going to leave you with the ending theme. Uh, hey! It's, it's what we do. Uh, it's just called ending, as far as I can tell. Uh, it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a nice piece of music, and it's a, a great spooky tune to leave you in the spirit of Halloween. And this was this was a blast. Uh, happy birthday, Matt. Thank you, sir. Uh, I'm glad it landed on a, a, a really good game to record on your birthday. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I make lemonade out of lemons. <laughs> good man. <laughs> all righty. That's, that's all we've got for you. Enjoy ending, and uh, we'll see you on Halloween.